The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back to our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here's the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome to Absurd Psychology. This is Dr. Gary Bell. Today we're going to talk about what makes people attractive. And uh, we're going to start off with some elements of the laws of attraction. You know, not only is attraction the basis of finding a romantic partner, but we're also attracted to, to work with certain people. We're attracted to, to certain kind of friendships. We're even attracted to certain coffee shops because we like their vibe, their menu, their locations. You know, attractiveness is an essential part of understanding what motivates people. If you want to make people want you, if you want to be attractive, if you want to understand people, then you got to learn some you know, basic elements. The first one, and, and it's so important, is stop being boring. You know, uh, you know, our brains are likely really hungry like little toddlers, and they are easily bored and demand to be fed with entertaining things. You know, uh, being hot simply isn't enough. So sometimes we act boring because we are afraid of being uh, seen as weird or different. But we have the same mind-numbing, boring social script for what do you do, where are you from, uh, what don't you share, and how how you really feel, we hide. And, And we hide our quirks and we try to fit in. But you know what? Fitting in is dull and uh, unattractive. And so, you know, a lot of people will just bury themselves so they won't be seen. Uh, They don't want to have attention called to them, and that very trait makes us unattractive people. Also, 30 seconds is about all we have for a first impression. So, you know, don't let let anybody tell you different. People judge you the moment you walk in the room. So if we get rid of social niceties and get down to science, attraction helps us in the first 30 seconds. And as much as we don't like to admit it, our brain decides if we're attracted to someone almost instantly. Uh, There was a study at Rutgers University by an anthropologist, Helen Fisher, where she studied hundreds of couples in love and found that the human body knows within one second whether someone's physically attractive or not. We may not realize it, but our brains make incredibly accurate, long-lasting snap judgments in the first few seconds of meeting a new person. You know, and, and this is so important because even in the in the non-dating world of attractive science, research shows that we get a little bit more time to make a first impression, but not much. You know, um, another trait that we have to look for, and it's one of the single hottest one, is to go through what turns you on as a person: eyes, uh, legs, humor, hair. You know, it, it, that. The research shows that a person's most attractive traits is their availability. 
yet this is one of the most overlooked aspects of how people work. And this is the most important area of life in dating. It's about physical availability. Will this person mate with me? In, in friends and long-term romantic partners, it's about emotional availability. Will this person open up to me or not? And in business, it's about economic and intellectual availability. Will, will this person work with me? You know, the best way for all of us to show availability, whether it is a networking event, a party, a business meeting, or, or a date, is de- demonstrating availability. And so some people, you want to connect, talk, and start a relationship. You know, a woman at an event uh, may ask, uh, isn't it obvious that I'm available on the, con- uh, you know, here to connect with other people? Well, no, it, it may not be. It may not be that she is physically open or, or intellectually available uh, at some business thing to actually connect with people. So um, another thing to consider when we think about attractiveness is sexy body language. You know, open body language is more attractive than an outfit, a hairstyle, or a dance move. Female and male body language differ. So, so there, you know, here's an overview, basically. An open torso in uh, body language research has shown that keeping our torso and our chest and our abdomen open to the world is the best way to show availability. Crossed arms, uh, clutching a wine glass in front of your stomach, uh, checking a phone in front of your chest or hugging a purse at the center uh, are always ways to close our bodies off and seem unavailable. So studies have shown that we actually uh, close our body language when we're feeling mentally closed off. Also, hands. We love to see people's hands. And so studies have found that when we can't see people's hands, we have trouble trusting them. So when you put your hands in your pockets or tuck them under the table or hide them behind a coat, your attractiveness actually decreases because people can't open up to you. Be honest with yourself. How often do you stand with your arms crossed at an event? Check your phone and and as a nervous habit. These make you unapproachable, unavailable, therefore unattractive. And so on on your next date or or your next uh, event challenge, challenge yourself to not check your phone, keep your hands out of your pockets, and uncross your arms. You know, there's a hierarchy to attraction, and, and it's very important to understand what those hierarchies are. You know, uh, without uh, status or health, there is no attraction, and, and this is very, very important to understand. And so what exactly is status and health? Well, both status and health uh, were present in the reptilian brain functions, which allowed for fight-or-flight responses as well as feeding and reproduction. And so in our reptilian brain, uh, reproduction and fight-or-flight were very, very important. So when we're looking for a partner from that reptilian brain, those are two elements that people are looking for. Also, status can be broken down into two types, internal, which is confidence, set, skill, belief system, and external, which is your job, your material possessions, your visual markers, you know, internal and external statuses are both important. Although most people might argue that internal status, particularly confidence, is more attractive than the actual external status in both the short and the long term. So, you know, if we can master social skills, which is how we become confident in social situations, perhaps. You're a a superb, uh, let's say, a storyteller or really funny. These are are skills you can learn and excel at, you know. And and so people that can become attractive socially 
and they may not be attractive physically, can suddenly become an attractive person to somebody uh, who may not, they feel, fit into their uh, same category of attractiveness. You know, health is straightforward. It includes the way you look, you know, the way you move, the way you smell, or your basic intelligence. After all, most of us are attracted to those who smell good and bathe regularly. You know, most of us are definitely not attracted to those who smell bad and don't bathe You know, this is something, especially in America, that is a very important thing. You know, once we have uh, status and health secured, we can move into from a a very low level, let's say, call it a pyramid, to the next level up. You know, there's there's health, and uh, once health is secured, the next step is emotions. And and there's all kinds of uh, things that we look for when we're looking for emotional attractiveness. You know, emotional intelligence is the ability to make others feel comfortable because we have a very diverse uh, repertoire of emotions that allow us to connect with people on many levels. We're very in tune with emotions and we're able to freely uh, speak to those emotions and communicate those emotions. You know, many people have very limited childish scale of emotions uh, such as screaming or crying or temper tantrums or really happy, but not a lot in between. But the more emotional vocabulary you have, the more you can connect with various people all over the world. Also, uh, uniqueness. And that means that we make decisions that define who we are. We're not indecisive people. We know what we want and where we like to go. That if somebody has to make a decision, we can. That means we can be trusted. You know, people may not agree with our decisions. They may not agree with our character, but at least they know what they're getting when we come in a room. And that is attractive because it's safe. Also, uncertainty, the certain level of mystery that we have when we meet someone. And, you know, it's boring to have all your cards out in the first, uh, first day or the first impression. So the deal is, if we're kind of mysterious and that we have confidence, we have a sense of feeling good about our lives, uh, we, we stand up straight, we have an open posture, there becomes a mystery about how did we arrive at that? How do we become so socially sophisticated? And that draws people in because a lot of people are insecure and they want that element of that. You know, naturally, the emotional stage is where we fall in love and bond, but this is the core of our our mammalian brain. It's fight or flight. You know, we're looking for somebody to be attracted to as a friend, as a lover, whatever, as a business partner, but we want to have a natural emotional connection. You know, at the top of of the the attraction hierarchy is uh, also logic. Logic is what separates humans from mammals. It's also how our minds develop and analyze methods of survival. Logic also helps us ensure that the person we're talking to is practically aligned with us. For example, do we want marriage? Do we both want kids? Do we both want to live in the same city? You know, the argument is with greater alignment, there's greater attraction. So, you know, a lot of people go into the emotional and they go into the health and 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 they get this good-looking person with a good emotional vocabulary but no common sense. And so, you know, logic is the final stage that so, so many people don't get to. But you need to get there because you need to have a life that aligns with you. And when you have that, people feel like they're soulmates. You know, uh, you uh, make a logical connection and then emotional one when you're online. And that is a problem. 
So people make this logical connection, and then they make an emotional one, and then they go to status and health, and that's an online relationship, and that works in reverse. It covers the basis, but you know it's always in your best interest if you're going to be attracted to someone to meet them. Then you can see if the f- basic physical attraction, status and health, and uh, emotional connection and logic are all there in one piece. And that's the problem with dating online. You never really get to know that person. Okay, now there's some facts about attraction that we also have to look at. You know, beauty is in the, the eye of the beholder. B- but, you know, what is pretty? Who decides whether someone is attractive or not? Why do we think someone is really cute but their friend is just average? You know, there's many social factors that play into who we think is beautiful, but the majority of what attracts us to other people is deeply embedded in our subconscious. So here's some things to look for about facts, you know, about attraction. Parents age. If you have an older father like me, uh, sorry, but you're going to be prone to more attractive to older men with facial creases and chances are less hair. You know, how old your parents were plays a huge part in how you find someone attractive. And also, uh, you have to look at symmetry. Symmetry and the face and body features is a huge determining factor as far as perception of what is attractive. So um, symmetry uh, is also something that we look for as far as being something that someone also has that shared our face and their face have some symmetry uh, with each other. And if you test over a multitude of cultures worldwide, symmetry means beauty, and it's also easily understand why. You know, there's no real other sight quite as uh, two identical, big, beautiful eyes staring back at you. You know, it, it's something that we look for, and that in that face shape, that face shape is also something that we look for in a partner. Um, we also uh, attracted, are attracted to people who remind us of our parents. You know, for example, if your mom has blonde hair, blue eyes, chances are good you'll end up with a girl just like it. Or if your dad was tall and thin, you'll probably be interested in guys who remind you of him. I know it's weird, but, you know, it's just part of life. This is something that is a sense of attractiveness, and this isn't just pulling it out of the air. This is actual common sense. Also, face ratio. There, there is a magical ratio number that dictates who will be beautiful and who will fail. For example, the distance between your eyes and mouth should be about 30%, 36% of the length of your face. That, in a sense, is what people look for as far as attractiveness. And also, you are what you wear. So humans are attracted to certain colors more than others. Cold, neutral tones have a calming effect. But while bright colors like orange and red stimulate attraction in many innocent onlookers. Now, you know, if you think about birds, you know, the males often are the most colorful and the females are actually the most cool, uh, more mundane colors. And that's because the color is what attracts in birds. And we also share that feature in what we wear in our clothing. Also, once again, you know, smells matter. You know, uh, the smells have a very strong sense to memory. So needless to say, how you smell is incredibly important. Now, this doesn't mean you go out and pour a whole uh, ton of uh, cologne or perfume on your body. But what you want to do is be clean. You want to be clean and you want to smell good. And to smell good is not putting on a whole ton of cologne, but putting on just a light dab. A light dab, not, not, not pouring it on. You know, not to mention... You know, you, you, you mention what you eat 
where you work, how often you bathe, these can be sim, uh, semi-consciously absorbed in the nose. So if, if you eat a lot of garlic, you may find that you're not a, you may be an attractive person, but you're not attractive because you smell like garlic. Or maybe your sweat comes out as garlic. You know, we, we do uh, have attractive smells, dairy, curry, sweat, smoke. These things pour out whatever we consume. So whatever you're eating, be, be ready to face the fact that we may be judged on the smell that it produces by our body. Also, uh, voice pitch. Women tend to raise their voice pitch when they are attracted to another person. This is an involuntary uh, indication that they are interested in mating. And so this raise in pitch is perceived as attractive to others around them. And in studies, women with higher voices in general are thought to be more desirable than those with lo- lower voices. Once again, we're talking about facts here. Appetite, how hungry you are, can determine how, uh, how, who you find attractive. You know, when your stomach is growling, you tend to find others who are attractive who are larger in size and have more fat in their body. And this is thought to be genetic, uh, genetic uh, towards those with more resources and access to food. So the next time you find yourself oddly attracted to some chubby person, uh, check and see if it's your brain or if it's your belly that's in charge. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back to four, a few more facts, and then we're going to go on to the psychology of attraction. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at svcglobal.net. 
or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome to the show, everybody. All right, now we're talking about what makes people attractive. And I'm um, just going through some facts about what makes people attractive. Um, you know, look at uh, hormone-altering medication like a birth control pill can also change who you find attractive. For women, you know, studies have shown that women who are on the pill are less likely to choose a mate with a masculine uh, facial features than those who use natural birth control methods. You know, it, it kind of makes sense. Women who have chosen not to alter their estrogen are drawn to traditionally rugged masculine partners. Also, um, women have higher uh, sex drives when they ovulate, just as men are more attracted to women who are ovulating. And this natural instinct is because the chance of getting pregnant during this time of the month is, is much greater than any other period. So in this case, timing is really everything, and our instincts do play into that. Uh, you know, beards. Beards. It's amazing what a little bit of scruff can do to transform a boy into a man. And studies show that this is a natural psychological phenomenon. Medium-sized beards are perceived as the most attractive, while full-grown beard wearers are thought to be better husbands and fathers. Uh, this isn't, you know, once again, this isn't for everybody, but this is over the majority of people that we're looking at. Marilyn Monroe's hourglass figure is still famous, you know, for a reason, because measurements play a big part in how attractive we find women. The, the chest-waist-hips ratio is perfect for bearing children, which is what we're all subconsciously programmed to desire, as well as being an addiction to uh, a productive prime. This type of figure also shows a strong level of health, nutrition, perfect for making babies. Uh, you know, a smile. Humans are very attracted to happy people, so smiling will inevitably make you more attractive. But research has shown that, when, that men are definitely attracted to women who smile, but women are attracted to more serious, argumentative, aggressive men. That's what studies show. Even though it seems like an old-fashioned school of thought to belong to, women are still attracted to men who display signs of pride and authority, like the alpha male chimpanzee or gorilla. You, you know, the, the ones who beat their fists on their chest while calling out to their predators. You know, women are still attracted to, and it doesn't look like this is going to go away anytime soon, but they like that alpha male. You know, studies have also shown that good-looking babies and children get more attention from their parents than their uglier counterparts. And uh, it's unfortunately, but uh, this is something that uh, is been found as a fact. You know, attractive children receive more love, care, positive reinforcement just because they're cute. Teachers, nurses, doctors are also inclined to treat prettier babies better than those they consider less attractive. Believe it or not, genes play a large part in who you find attractive. We're more likely interested in someone who has a close genetic makeup to us. You know, that doesn't mean that you're destined to mate with your brother or first cousin, but we're subconsciously programmed to desire a continuation of our family lineage. Finding a partner with a similar culture, race, religion makes complete sense in this respect. And the closer they are to your own culture, the more likely it is that they have similar genes. And now, once again, this is subconscious. This doesn't mean this is how we operate as people, because many people like people of different cultures, different body types. We're not talking to the vast majority. We're, what we're talking to is the vast majority of the population and looking at how people are. Some people are more sophisticated in their tastes and overlook many of these things. You know, uh, 
more beautiful people are also always more likely to get a job, unless, of course, it's an attractive woman interviewing for a job traditionally performed by a man. In this case, good-looking women are unconsciously thought to be less capable of meeting the demands of the job. So you should dress up for more effeminate jobs and dress down for uh, those usually given for men. Women, that's a, that's a tip for you. You know, why do women wear high heels, eyeliner, and mascara? They give off the effect of having longer legs, bigger eyes. These are both physical traits of younger people and therefore are linked to youth and fertility. They are naturally inclined to desire a, a most uh, reproductively successful mate, and it's easy to understand that we're drawn to these characteristics. So makeup is often used to make things bigger and more visible. So regardless of culture, human beings will always find younger people more attractive than older people. Even in cultures that are highly valued knowledge and wisdom that comes with age, young men and women are still deemed more suitable mates. Again, this comes out from biological clocks that are pressuring us to meet somebody and make some babies. So if we're so attracted to the perfect face and body, why do unattractive people still exist? You know, why haven't we bred them out of our system and out of our gene pool? Well, we've uh, developed ways to mask those flaws. Clothes can hide physical flaws. Shoes can correct, correct limps, extenuate our height. Make- makeup can hide a whole list of ailments. We use these things to make our body look more symmetrical and therefore more beautiful. You know, researchers have shown that men are more attracted and concerned with the weight of a woman than than women are concerned with the weight of a man. Though men tend to find a whole range of body types attractive, a woman who is more than 20 pounds overweight is less likely to be seen as desirable. So the extra five pounds really doesn't make a difference unless it tips the scales into the obese BMI chart. So, you know, you may want to think about that. Just as men are more about how much their potential partner weighs. Women care about how tall men are. Taller men are seen as more attractive, perhaps because of the way they make a woman feel protected. Men who are just one or two inches shorter than normal have a much harder time finding a mate than taller men. So wear those cowboy boots, guys. All right, psychological uh, psychology of attraction. You know, to, to uh, in fact... The psychology of attraction is based on one simple rule. We are attracted to people who turn us on. And I don't mean just physically. I mean emotionally also turn us on. You know, here's some uh, laws of attraction from a psychological perspective. To feel important. Deep down, everyone on this earth wants to feel appreciated. They want to feel heard. They want to feel important. You know, once someone has the basics of food and shelter, all they want is to feel cherished, valued, heard, and worthy. And this helps us know what people find attractive. We turn people on when we fulfill their desire to be important. You know, here's the psychology behind it. If you can make someone feel important by valuing their opinions, their time, their feelings, you will be attracted to them and they will be attracted to you in some way. You know, I challenge you to try something. Next time you're on an event or out with a friend, approach all conversations with one goal. Make whoever you're speaking with feel valued. Just try it and see what happens. You know, this is important in life, is making people feel important. I remember my grandmother, she was a little squatty, fat Indian lady, and I don't mean uh, Hindu or anything like that, American Indian. She was a Cherokee, and uh, half Cherokee, and she sat in a, uh, in a wooden 
uh, rocking chair. And people used to file through her house constantly. And that's because she complimented them. She told them even if they were the scum of the earth, she made people feel like they were the most important people in the world. And those people would come back in droves to my squat little grandmother who barely ever got off her rocking chair. And they would do anything for her. And it's amazing how you can bring out the best in people by complimenting them and by focusing on their positives. People are so attracted to that. In marriage counseling, you often find people, uh, especially women, being very upset because the men are taking them for granted. They're no longer cherished. They're no longer the center of their life. Now, now they're just chopped liver. And when they do that, that factor goes down and they don't feel attractive in me anymore because they don't feel important. You know, how to, look at how to be attractive verbally. Ask questions about, about what people find important. People love to talk about what they love. You know, push their ideas a step further. Ask why and how more than what and then, uh, you know, what and when. You know, we want to get more information about what people are passionate about. That is attractive. You know, uh, commit to total engagement. I'm, I'm totally calling you out on your... Uh, your uh, tr trip to the bathroom or your very important email or looking over your head, uh, looking over my head as you were talking to me. You know, be attractive by being engaged. Don't be having your eyes all over the place when you're with somebody. You want to engage them verbally and you want to be engaged with them and what they're talking about and actually follow along with them by validating. I understand to hear what you're saying and asking questions. You know, here's how to be attractive non-verbally. -verbal Keep your toes pointed towards the person who's speaking. You know, I know this sounds stupid, but our brains pick up on people's foot direction and use it as a gauge of interest. If you look like you're wanting to go, that means you're not paying attention. Point your foot at the people that you're talking to and have an open stance. And as you listen to someone, you can make them feel valued by keeping your toes and torso pointed to them as we speak. And it's called respect. I'm with you. I hear you. Keep going. And that's the best compliment that you can give anybody in this world. Also, a triple nod. You know, it, people will speak three to four times longer if you do three to four slow nods in a row when they have finished speaking. It's like a nonverbal cue to say, keep on going. By nodding three times or more, you're saying, keep on talking. And that is a sense of respect, and that is attractive to people. If you even try one of these techniques that I've brought up, all with the goal of making someone feel important, I can promise you, you're going to become a more attractive person. This is not a gimmick. This is human instinct, and we're simply using the tools that people use in communication. Now, here's how an ugly guy can meet a beautiful woman. You know, uh, uh, we've all seen it. You know, some ugly dude out there with some gorgeous woman, and you have to wonder, what in the heck did he do to get her? You know, beautiful women with ugly guys, it just makes no sense. So here, here is what you have to understand. Good-looking and attractive are not the same thing. You can be good-looking but dumber than a box of rocks, and she won't be attracted to you. Or you can be not good-looking, but you're smart, confident, charming, respectful, experienced, and have the right attitude, and she'll lose her mind trying to make you hers. So, you know, you have to understand what attractive is because you may not have the good-looking part. So that means you need to put more 
of yourself into what is attractive. You know, we tend to think beautiful uh, uh, women with ugly guys are gold diggers. And, and you know, he's uh, hung like a horse or he's, he's in the friend zone, you know. It's easy to look at the guy and instantly think he's loaded or throwing money at her. And, and, and I'm sure you've heard plenty of people say things like that. You know, it's easy. She's just using him for his money. But there's many instances where this doesn't play. You know, uh, here are some reasons why uh, beautiful women like unattractive men. Not all women are shallow. You know, uh, I'll be the first to admit, you know, shallow people are not always the most attractive people. They can be very frustrating to have to deal with on a long-term basis. So believe it or not, many beautiful women simply aren't as shallow as we think. You know, women do go for looks, but it's usually not a huge factor. As I, I, you know, as I look at how women are attractive, since more are logical in the thinking department, women are more emotional-minded, beautiful women who are dating an ugly guy usually don't care too much about the looks if he makes her feel amazing. You know, she's also uh, uh, looking to see how he is causing her to feel emotionally. You know, what does the woman respond to more than anything is how she feels about herself through his eyes. You know, many women are very insecure, and if they see themselves very strong and very attractive in a male's eyes, that makes them feel good, that fills a hole that they walk around with in a sense of emptiness because they need validation to know how good they feel about themselves and life. Also, the high, the, it's very important to, to understand the science of intellect and logical reasoning. You know, they feel like you're more secure of a person if you have logic in your background. And, and, and an ugly guy with logic and security and, and a, a sense of taking care of his life and he takes care of himself, that means that he's a good partner. That means he's someone easy to live with. So women are very uh, attractive to that. You know, uh, also, uh, an ugly guy's personality can far outweigh his looks. You know, at, at first glance, it's easy to wonder why uh, a guy uh, like some goofy-looking dude has this beautiful woman. But it all starts that the male to make the male look better when you actually meet and chat with a guy for a while. And it makes better sense that when you're able to observe him and notice his attitude, his demeanor, his body language, his composure, his behavior in general, that's an assessment that makes a woman feel more attractive to a man. A lot of the time, you'll realize that these guys are instantly cool and their personality completely covers up any flaws in the looks department. You know, if you're friendly, cool, composed, in control of your emotions, charming, entertaining, sharp, funny, witty, great conversationalist, you have great stories, and you respond to women differently than most men, women won't notice or care about your looks as much as how they feel around you. And if you have your act together, looks don't matter as much. You know, a lot of uh, ugly guys have their act together partly because they're not wasting their time uh, chasing women and obsessing over getting laid because it's a challenge for them. You know, uh, they're working hard, focusing on themselves, not wasting time uh, getting their life together. You know, this focus, this drive, passion, mindset sets them apart from other men. You know, a lot of men spend their whole life trying to find women and really not having any intellect whatsoever or much to share with this life or much to make the human existence better. You know, they spend their time chasing women, 
but they don't really spend them time making life better. You know, you, you uh, instantly focus on educating themselves. They're learning. They're growing. They're building a solid career. They're developing themselves to the point where they have it together. If you're ugly, that's a track. Also, confidence overshadows looks. You know, all is forgiven when you're confident and people like you. Confident drowns out your fear, your nervousness, your shyness, and anything else that may sabotage you. You know, women want confidence. Women need you to be confident. She loves it when you are confident because she feels like you can handle yourself and you can handle problems in life. You can be hideous and believe it. You can be hideous and believe you can, uh, you can be insanely uh, good-looking in a woman's eyes if you're confident. Also, ugly guys tend to treat women better. And so when women are treated better, uh, women find you attractive. And many beautiful women once again, have low self-esteem. You know, it, it's, 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 it could be in their IQ, their social skills, in their mind, in their looks. But if they think that, that, that those things are weak, then they have a tendency to, to not take compliments in those areas. And guys, if you notice where a woman doesn't take conf- uh, con- uh, 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 compliments, what happens is a woman, if she doesn't take a compliment in a certain area, that's where she's insecure and that's where you want to focus on your attractiveness to her. And, uh, you know, ugly guys are a little bit more down to earth and, uh, you know, they're, they're not cocky because they don't have as much experience dating. They're, they're more pleasant to be around. And uh, so beautiful women are attracted to ugly guys more often than you think. Looks aren't as important to women, and it's more important of what you have inside than what attract women than what's on the outside. So, you know, if you're an ugly guy, get your act together, develop a great personality, become interesting, focus on your life, your goals, instead of only women. Treat women with respect and remain being a guy who's humble and down-to-earth throughout your relationship, and you will have a beautiful woman in your life. All right, we're going to take another break and we're going to come back to what ugly women need to become more attractive. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Dr. Gary Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist in Southern California, but he is here to help you no matter where you are. Visit drgbmft.com. You can schedule an appointment with Dr. Bell, and many major health insurance plans are accepted. Call or text Dr. Bell today at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com. Dr. Bell could help you take back your life in four to eight carefully constructed sessions. Stop coping and start living in the now. Call 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. Do you like what you're hearing on the show today? Dr. Gary Bell wants to help you no matter where you are. He's fast, efficient, effective, and has a no-bull approach to helping you in less than 10 sessions. If you're ready to change right now, drop everything and call or text Dr. Bell at 951-818-7856 or visit drgbmft.com today. You can also follow Dr. Bell on Twitter at drgbmft for some great insight and direction. Are you ready? Make that change. Pick up the phone or go to the site, 951-818-7856 or drgbmft.com. Remember, drgbmft.com. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it'll take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at svcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back to the show. Okay, we're talking about what makes people attractive. We're going to talk about what uh, ugly women need to do to become more attractive. Number one, the biggest one, is to stay in shape. You know, we want to be aroused by the sight of you being naked. You know, people can argue the pitfalls of the BMI scale all they want, but for the average uh, person, woman... It works just fine. Men don't want a, a bag of bones, nor do they want a woman who looks like uh, she's smuggling beach balls. You know, I, I'd suggest two to three times, maybe four times a week, cardio. Cardio does a whole lot regarding your diet. It kickstarts your body and it, it, it kickstarts your metabolism. You don't need to starve yourself. You don't need to have gre- greasy chips either, but, you know, the, and a lot of carbs. But what you want to do is exercise. And, and I'd be lying to you to tell you that attractiveness from a physical perspective is what women, uh, men look for. So if there are body parts that you have, the areas on your body, develop more muscle in that particular area. Work on that particular area. And you may find that if that attractive part of your body is in full bloom, you might find a guy that find you very attractive. Also, you want to lay off body modification. You know, men, men gravitate to not natural hair color, uh, tasteful and uh, coverable tattoos, and uh, piercings that are not out of control and all over place. You also, uh, you know, men find a woman that makes her own money very attractive. So when it comes to money, men really couldn't care less if you make a whole lot but if you need to be making enough so that you're not a financial drain on him, that means that you're a more viable candidate for him. You know, uh, and, and you want to refrain from throwing what you make in his face. But that is something that men find attractive as a woman that can take care of herself financially. You know, uh, men uh, also want some sense of a feminine woman. Um, men want to date women, but not, uh, you know, masculine women that seem to have penises you know they want somebody that's more effeminate to complement their masculinity also uh men look for a more submissive and this is truthful overall that doesn't mean this is a fact for everybody but as much as the word has been made into a negative being submissive is a good thing it's not synonymous with being a doormat or that you have no voice in a relationship you know it's humbleness. It's a sense of being humble and basic and not a high-maintenance person. You know, that is what they're looking for. You know, if, if you rub his back or watch what he wants to, to watch or, or you know, are, are, are uh, physical with him in certain ways, 
that compliment him, he will reciprocate. You know, it is something that a man wants to be able to give to the woman, but he wants a woman that also tends to him too. Also, sex life, you know, I'd be lying to you, but men want a woman that has a healthy sex drive uh, with few past sexual partners. That means that you and your past boyfriend may have had a lot of sex. It does not mean that you were the town bicycle having sex with everybody, you know. We get it, you know, a lot of people... Uh, want to be able to sleep with the college football team and not be judged or be the same way, you know, with the cheerleading squad or whatever. But, you know, life isn't fair. Get used to it. The average man will never see that many women uh, anyway. So men also do not want a woman that leverages sex as a way to get what she wants. And so this is a pretty good indicator that she really is not all that interested in sex with him in the first place. So the deal is if, if she leads with sex, that means that she may not be really just interested in him. She's just interested in dragging him through the door into her life. And so it may not be an emotional connection for her. Also, be intelligent. You know, no man wants a woman that cannot flex her mental muscles and and be child-free. This is the kind of uh, not-so-secret secret, but uh, men don't want um, instant families, nor do they want the ultimate form of uh, uh, being a, a stepfather that has to take the place of another man's child. You know, this goes double if you have multiple children or if your children are biracial. This does not matter if your child's father is abusive or a deadbeat or, or a good man or hit by a bus, whatever. The bottom line is you, you have to have a child. If you have a child, it does not belong to the one that you're trying to uh, bring into your life. You're not bringing them in to parent your child. Maybe be a role model or a nice uncle, but not the parent of your child. Also, uh, uh, put down the phone. You know, that is the most unattractive thing. You know, people are always taking selfies. They're on Facebook. They're on email. They're on chat. They're, on, they're, they're, they're texting each other. That is not an attractive feature for a man, especially when a woman is trying to make a first impression. If she spends all her time on the phone, he knows it's going to be a very lonely relationship or he's paranoid about what she's communicating about him at the time. And if she's spending more time on the phone, it tells him that she does not like him. Also, ease up on the makeup, you know. It's, it's nice that women wear makeup, but if they're landed on heavy, the chances are that they are not going to be a very attractive person. And uh, also cussing, you know, coming from someone like me, I mean, I cuss like a sailor. Um, it's really uh, not attractive to have a girlfriend that cusses like one. So if you think you're such a, a great lady, uh, you better want to uh, kind of cu- come down on the cussing level, especially when you're meeting a man and trying to develop a relationship with him. And uh, hoarding guy friends is another thing that women do uh, that f- makes them very unattractive. If you're going to have a lot of guy friends in your life, that tells, and most of them have the agenda to have sex with you, by the way. So the deal is, is get rid of the guy friends if you're going to try to be with a man. Now, lesbian attraction is something that's very interesting. You know, uh, I'm not obviously anywhere near a lesbian, but what I do is I work with a lot of people that are gay. And uh, so obviously being in this field, you, you take all kinds of people of all kinds of different backgrounds. So, you know, what, what lesbians find attractive is, is eye contact, gay eye contact that, you know, it, it's a moment where a girl spots a girl from across the room. Something seems different. There's an extra bit of uh, swagger 
or uh, conspicuous skinny jeans or whatever, and maybe you overheard you know them talking about a maleish topic like uh, you know uh, I don't know boxing or something like that. And, and this is basically a sense that while well, women don't normally talk about that, and there's eye contact, so that that shows that there may be an indicator that there's interest in a spur- certain person. So eye contact in the lesbian world is important. Confidence uh, is a male feature, but it's also a female feature. Uh, women don't always display confidence, but if they lead with confidence, that shows that they may have lesbian tendencies. So if you're lesbian looking for a lesbian, that's a sense of, uh, wow, there might be a connection there. Also, subtlety. You know, don't show up with your pants off. You you know, you want to, you know, you just want to show a subtle sense that you're either masculine or effeminate, that you're interested in women. You may have certain body language with women that that makes you feel, if, if you're around women, there may be a closeness. There may be a touching, and that may show that there's a strong attraction there. You know, uh, you know, saying nice things and, and laughing is a very attractive feature for a lesbian to lesbian person. Touch is also, this doesn't mean groping, by the way, but touching uh, means that you're entering each other's space, you're, you're feeling out each other's energy, and that's a very, very strong trait. And uh, also, uh, getting to know a lesbian partner's friends. That is very important to them. They want to know that you're very good with their friends. And that's a feature of attractiveness for lesbians. So uh, for gay men, uh, words lie, but bodies don't. You know, your body language changes when you uh, see somebody that you're attracted to. So, you know, hidden camera shows that uh, men's body postures change when they see somebody that turns them on or... uh, more to the point, they, they uh, pull up their stomach, they throw their shoulders back, they, they poof up their chest, they lift their head, they protrude their jaw. That is a sense of gay attractiveness, and it's very important to understand uh, that in the gay world, they look for that. Also, uh, body language just d- doesn't just uh, express your inner emotions, but their body language, once again, in the gay world, they look for an open. They, they look for hand gestures. They look for openness in attitudes, openness in uh, listening, openness in their body posture and their torso. So it's facing the other person. That shows there's an openness and attractiveness to that other person. And also the best way to meet and attract gay guys is to use open and inviting gestures. You know, keeping your body open, inviting an important uh, person to you. Uh, if you're crossing your arms and and uh, you basically are saying you're not available, but if you open your arms and open your body when you're talking to them, that means there is a sense of energy being shared between you. Also, uh, it points uh, the bodies, by the way, point away from people that they're not attracted to. So look at that body language in the gay world. That tells a lot and that sense of attractiveness. So here's once more about the, the laws of attraction across all cultures. You know... Uh, It's very important. Facial symmetry, once again, is linked to agreeableness, extroversion, uh, uh, consciousness. It's a good-looking thing that people find it easier to make friends and hold down jobs with people with uh, similar facial symmetry. Uh, Also, believe it or not, studies have shown that women partner with men with symmetrical bodies, that that they have the most orgasms with the most uh, symmetrical breasts, are more fertile, and they're more evenly endowed. You know, even uh, 
female swallows, which is a bird, prefer males with symmetrical uh, tall feathers as they hunt for superior genetic quality and developmental stability. All right, finger length. While many women might be looking for the tall tail signs of a wedding ring, research suggests that men's hands can reveal a whole lot more. In recent years, scientists have discovered that there is an intriguing link between finger length and the levels of testosterone a man has uh, exposed to while he's in the womb. So the longer the finger is in comparison to the index finger, the more testosterone is present. It's important because high levels of testosterone are linked to high sperm counts, increased fertility, good cardiovascular health, better genes. People with longer ring fingers are also likely to have symmetrical faces. You know, but before you women go out there looking for men with extraordinarily long uh, fingers, bear in mind that in contrast to those whose fingers are a similar length are more likely to seek long-term relationships and stay faithful. So just average length, they may stay more faithful and they may be better in a long-term relationship. Also, blonde hair, the, the most, uh, this one even stumped Darwin, who tried to discover why gentlemen prefer blondes and eventually gave up. But after finding there was no overall preference for the fairer sex, the blonde hair, blue-eyed combination found in Caucasians is thought to have evolved among northern European tribes 11,000 years ago. And the vast majority of uh, people who live in, fur- in uh, more evolved countries, unfortunately, are in a Caucasian culture, and for thousands of years, those, uh, that sense of uh, looking for that particular feature has been a part of what attracts people, at least in Western Europe. We're not talking about Asia, we're not talking about Africa, we're not talking about any other place, but uh, the Northern European type of people that have, have migrated over all over the world. Also, um, body shape. You know, just as there's no ideal ratio for finger length, it seems that humans are more programmed to quickly sum up bodily measurements of a future lover. Again, they are based on genetic clues which are unconscious from body ratios. Men prefer waist to hips ratio, 7 to 10. Hip width and breast size are important factors in fertility, childbirth, and rearing. So there's definitely an evolutionary connection there. So... uh you know, two, uh, 20.85 has been determined as the most attractive weight for women, by the way. Women are unconsciously looking for a man who has a waist-to-hip ratio of 9 to 10. They're attracted to a partner with a big jaw, a broad chin, an imposing brow. So the angle between their eyes, mouth, cheekbone, prominence, facial length all play uh, into the role of whether uh, facial hair of whether a woman finds a man uh, attractive. Most women prefer heavy stubble to either a beard or a clean shaven. However, men with full beards are viewed, viewed as better fathers, not as, and not actually more attractive, unfortunately. You know, the perfect man should also have a body fat of 12%, which is an important indicator of how well the immune system is working. And the limpal ring, the area where the, the iris meets the white of the eye, is thought to signal both youth and health. Uh, that's based on a, a study back in 2011. Smell. Scientists are divided about what humans actually uh, emit pheromones, which is a chemical that signals uh, animals to help find a mate. But we're certainly used to smell 
and, and detecting how genetically compatible a partner is. So studies have found that we can actually literally sniff out our immune system match, the person whose uh, genes complement ours, which gives us better and healthier babies. In fact, the most compatible partner genetically would be the one who, ha- who is the least like you in terms of evolutionary biology, and, but it's easy to see the benefit of having a partner who's less sustainable to getting colds or a flu or has greater immunity uh, for, for measles, for example. So people that are in a less healthier place use smell uh, as a uh, first and forefront finding of a mate. Okay, now, also fitting in. Although it may seem like a good idea to stand out from the crowd when you're uh, playing a mating game, research suggests that it actually pays to look average. People with mathematically average features advertise a more diverse set of genes, better reproductive health, and that's what evolutionary biologists say. Basically, what our brain uh, does is go around in our environment picking up people's faces, making the average out of these faces. So uh, we see on a daily basis people that are attractive to us. And so, you know, people are always looking for what is attractive out there. So they have an average that they look for, and that median is all you need to fall into. Ideally, if you want a distance uh, between your eyes and mouth to be, once again, about 36%, and the distance between your eyes should be 46% of your face's width. So uh, the voice and the mouth, men prefer women with... uh, High, breathy voices, as it signifies youth. Women's voices tend to get lower as they age, so a higher-pitched voice is also thought to denote small body size. Female, uh, females prefer a male voice that signals a large body size with a low pitch. Uh, men are attracted to women who smile, but not uh, men, men, women aren't attracted necessarily to men who smile. So we've talked about all these wonderful laws of attraction. I hope some of this has helped you. That's our show. Our next show is Facing Unemployment. I want to thank everybody for listening. Love to hear from you. Get your feedback, drgbmft at sbcglobal.net or Twitter at drgbmft. Now remember, you know, there's too bad. There's no Photoshop for personalities. <laughs> and also remember, a problem is not a problem. It's your attitude about the problem that becomes the problem. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.